me your passport. I'm going to steal that. Don't don't steal my passport, please. I need it. International crime thief, Stephen <laughs> Levine. But actually, it's me with a fake mustache. Oh. I don't know why I need a fake mustache. I have your ID, and you don't have a mustache. <laughs> Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the Survivor podcast that makes you stand in the water on a pole for 10 hours at a time, just to hear that good, good sounds. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon, who's laughing at me. Stephen. Yeah. Working a pole for 10 hours is an honest living, and I do not appreciate you disparaging Hey, you know what? You make good money that way. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, listen. Uh, if I had the means to be a successful stripper, I would do it in a heartbeat. See, I was going to jump in and be like, you could do... And then you said successful. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, fine. You're right. Oh, yeah. Anyone could be an aspiring stripper. <laughs> Callback. <laughs> um. uh, how, how, how's your week been? It's fine. Sound of music is way too long. Uh, award ceremonies are way too long. Both were enjoyable. Both were far too long. Sure. If you're planning events or musicals, don't make them three hours. Oh both of them were over three hours. No. Stop. That's too long. It's too long. Uh, it's too long. The The award ceremony specifically was three and a half hours. But jumping backwards, Stephen. Sure. How much money would it take for you to work an eight-hour shift at a strip club? Like, on the pole. How many people are there? Well, just a health, like a healthy number, you know, like with a, think like a, I've never been in a strip club. Sure. Um, but you know, think like a healthy number of people, like in a bar. You've, you know? Wait, hold on. You've never been to a strip club? Nope. Not once. Nope. I haven't either. But like it, for me, I was like, really, Jared? That's not my scene. It's not mine either. So I don't blame you. But like, it just reeks of desperation. <laughs> um, like that. Not of the the people working there. Like, hey, sex work is work. Good yeah. for you. Get your money. But. There's just something very sad about the commodification of, of like, human interaction to me. Yes, but people need it. It's true. I, I, I know people who are just, I just need to know what a person feels like. Story time. Okay. Now, I said I've never been to a strip club, okay. and that is true. Oh, no. But when I was 19, I had an apartment with... Uh, Two of my friends, and one of them... Actually, no, neither of the people in the story live there, so that doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> this is in rural Michigan. Okay. And we had two buddies over, and one of them wanted to go to this strip club in rural Michigan. I guess, like, kind of around... It was kind of around a college town. I'll keep it vague. Um, so what's funny is that there are a couple in rural Minnesota, too, but they all look the same. So I just I'm imagining this one specific strip club. It probably looks exactly the same. Cool. Um, and the friend I'm closer with, uh, we'll call we'll call him John <laughs> to protect for, the innocent. To protect the innocent. John didn't really want to go, but he's easily peer pressured, and so he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll go, whatever." And I was like, "Absolutely not! It is a Tuesday, my brother in Christ." <laughs> it was not a Tuesday, but it was during the week, and so the two of them go off to the strip club now. The one of them that's not that was not really a close friend of mine, uh, we'll call him Bill. 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 Bill does not. He's not like an independently wealthy man. Okay. He's 
he, you know, we're in community college. It, he is not that wealthy, but he rented a VIP room. Oh my God. I have, to this day, I have no idea how much he spent, but my, my friend, uh, John says it was over a thousand dollars in that night. Shit. All he did in the room was cry. Oh, was, that's so sad. Was, was cry and basically used it as the world's most expensive therapy session. You know, I have heard stories along the same lines multiple times. So. Same, but just go to therapy. Yeah. Um, and then on the flip side, my friend, uh, John, who did not want to be there, but you know, he's, he's doing it. He's going to, you know, lean into, it. he's going to have a little bit of fun. So whatever, like he gets a lap dance or whatever. I don't know how to say this coothly, so make sure you put the explicit tag on this episode. It, uh, it always is, but yeah. go on. My, my parents, if you're listening, please skip past this next <laughs> two minutes. She ripped his dick. Uh, oh, sorry. She, uh, apparently, she kind of was like, yeah, but like you've paid for services, so I'm going to give you a hand job. And he's like, okay. And uh, just dry and ripped it. Ow. Ripped the skin. Ow. Yep. No. Yep. It was I, the next day. Of course, they're both hung over. And so I'm like, hey, how did it go, guys? And I got this whole story <laughs> from my friend John. I was like, oh, I am so glad I did not go. Wow. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how to transition out of this. Uh, so I was... G- <laughs> Transitions aside. I... I'm going to bring in the emails prior to us hitting the bumper because it is technically not the episode. So it makes sense in my brain that the pre-episode is not the episode. So let's talk emails. Our email, if you haven't been listening for very long, is SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. You can also get a hold of us on Twitter, SurvivorTBT, or on Reddit, SurvivorTBT. There's so many ways, so many ways to get a hold of us. All with the same... How many How many letters is that? Like nine? Hold on. 26. That's not... Well, 26 is the alphabet. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. I was wondering why I jumped to that number. Cool. Okay. Let's, let's jump into emails. Our episodic Carl email. Carl. What's up, Carl? Hey, what's good? It's Carl again. Hope you're having a great day. Got some notes. Good call on Jared saying you can tell Ogakor wins immunity based on the edit and has a certain season... Wonder if this season will trick him down the line, though. Mmm. Was happy I called out the kangaroo. It's so cool. I thought I thought so, too. Hey, go back. Watch that episode. That's episode five. And see if you can spot the episode, or spot the kangaroo in Kimmy's confessional. It's funny. I've heard a few different times that Varner actually started the conversation that led to the Kimmy-Alicia fight. In the beginning of the scene, you can see him walking away from the argument that he apparently caused... That's really funny. Even if it's not canon, it is now, because that's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's great. See, it's cool to see that editors develop throughout the show's run, although their line of progress is definitely not a straight one. Oh, no. Progress on this show's creation has not been linear. No, no, no. Uh, (laughs) And, yeah, Scoopin saying the gotta shed some blood quote is uh, horrifying. I'm not sure he hasn't killed a man before. Says Carl. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I, I had... A, season one had a lot of fun with Greg being a psychopath. But, I like, if Greg had killed a man, I'd be like, oh, wow, okay, I didn't actually think he had it in him. If Scoopin killed a man, I'd be like, yeah, he absolutely had it in yeah. him. 
he do that. And to end this episode, yo, WTF, leave my Falcons alone. <laughs> I had to take a break and sit in the bathtub, listening to sad jazz before I could continue the prod. Hey, hey, Carl, I feel you. I, I do. I really feel you. Just a reminder that our one of our quotable memes for my team is a blatant and direct uh, analogy to you guys of the 1999 NFC Championship game. Damn! <laughs> that's, that's on you. you. You couldn't have let us win that one. We had Randy Moss, man. Randy Moss, man. Patriots legend. Uh, how dare you. He's in the Hall of Fame as both a Patriot and a Viking, so just want you to know that. From Alex Long, a longtime listener, Alex Long. Hey, won't you please claim your podcast? <laughs> I'm impressed by your pod and want your <laughs> unique voice. What is this? It's, it's another thing, trying to get us to buy and claim our podcast. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Got another email from Josh. Josh says it... It sounds like we already watched the episode, but not sure or not sure how to stress how big of a deal it was. So we are doing two episodes at a time. Today we're unsure. We will play it by ear. But yes, feel free to send us emails. We'll get to them when we get to them. And also wondering what our plan for recap episodes are. We will probably not talk about recap episodes. We'll skip them. Yeah. I, it's a common thing. I like anime, and anime has recap episodes. And I never watch them because the whole point of a recap episode is to fill a certain number of episode slots yeah. in cable. And also in case you haven't, um, you don't remember what happened from three months ago when the show started, but I'm usually binge watching it yeah. or watching over a shorter period of time. I know what happened. I had forgotten that Survivor did recap episodes. I obviously didn't know, I, but that adds nothing. They, they do do it. I don't... I'm sure they are if we're, if we're talking about this. Uh, I haven't seen them on Paramount Plus in this rewatch, so... That's I, true. We didn't see any for season one. But that doesn't mean they're not there, unless they just didn't have it for season one. Yeah. Um, and I cannot remember from, what, two years ago when I started rewatching during pandemic like God. everyone else did? Recap episodes. That is a thing I do not miss. No. I'm okay with uh, no recap episodes. The excitement when you go to watch the show you watch every week on yeah. cable and it's a recap episode and you're like, oh, cool. So I guess wait another week for because I got no new content this week. It hurts. It hurts so much. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, we're going to skip that. Like 99% we're probably going to skip that. We may briefly talk about something if we need to, but there's if it's a recap no big deal oh my god and carl's carl's email for episode six comments for the one where the child predator falls in the fire <laughs> carl you and i share a brain cell oh yeah a lot of this is just commentary so i don't need to read all of it but man i think you can hear the cameraman laughing in the background of colby's hershey bar confessional <laughs> if that's the case that's beautiful I, uh, I'm not even sure Jeff gave him the whole can of Mountain Dew. You can see him dribbling out milliliters of it into the cups with this shit-eating grin. So yeah, just pouring it with, uh, uh nothing to say. Maniacal Jeff. Uh, wandering packs of medics cracked me up. <laughs> Beautiful. I gotta say, if I fell in the fire and burned my hands off, I'd want my doctor to be Australian. 
Something about the accent is calming. Hmm. I don't know that I agree with that. If if I fell on a fire and burned my hands off, I'd want my doctor to be borderline unethical with the pain medication. <laughs> Jared is gonna die. I would want... To, I don't want to feel anything if my hands are falling off. Uh, beautiful. Do you remember who your uh, winner pick for star of the season was? Varner. Varner? Okay. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Scoopin would have been at least final six, probably deeper if the accident didn't happen. I mean, yeah, because they had the numbers, and the way this is going, the numbers matter. So, oh, go ahead. We'll talk about it in the episode. Yeah. It's, it's episode content. Yep. All right. That's all. Do you have anything to say? Nope. All right. Bumper. All right, so uh, this episode came out on March 8th of 2001. Uh, this was not a super eventful week in the world. The biggest one I could see uh, is the IRA detonates a bomb in front of the BBC Television Center in London, injuring 11 people. So at this point, this is before... Uh, I don't know when the troubles were, but the IRA is, is 2001, still around and kicking and trying to make Ireland independent. I mean, they're still doing that. Really? Yeah. There's... I thought they. I thought they settled down. I mean, they did settle down, but there's still random acts of. I mean, essentially domestic terrorism there. I mean, that is. But in in the name of the IRA. Yeah. No, I mean it is. We're doing the thing where like they're white, so it can't be terrorism. No, it's terrorism. It is terrorism. I support their goal, but not their means. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's the same song, "Stutter" by. I don't know why that song just keeps hanging around, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was pretty much it. Well, if we're talking about the IRA, then why isn't it zombie? Zombie. It's about the, it's about yeah. the IRA. Yeah. It's about the troubles specifically. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I also love how British that is. They call it the troubles. Zombie. What's in your head? I don't know. We Some... sing way too much on this non-musical podcast. I disagree. <laughs> we don't sing enough on this podcast. You know which one of us is the singer just by that. <laughs> by that exchange shit okay well all right <laughs> episode we are in two seven and i didn't write down the title of this episode uh, just called the merge the merge oh that's right that's because it was not it was a boring title so here's the thing about season one and two now uh-huh. that i do not like about their format sure they know when the merge is coming yeah they know exactly when in the game I, it seems to be was it always was it ten people in season one as well? I think it was. Sounds right. Yeah, so I think they merge at ten people, which makes if Scoopin hadn't fallen in the fire, mm-hmm. we would have had three episodes of kind of just boring content. Like the best they can do with the content pre-merge with the tribes so divided about down tribal lines still, and knowing exactly when the merge is is you know the horse race of which one's going to win the challenge so that they can keep their numbers up yeah isn't the most dynamic viewing experience no you're, um, you're getting to the reasons why survivor has to change and adapt why things like idols why things like tribe swaps are become a thing because when you leave them to their to their methods pack mentality is gonna hit i think that well, we'll talk about more in the episode. I think it doesn't have to, and I think it, it even without tribe swaps and things like that, uh-huh. if 
if you can identify who's on the bottom of a group, you can pick them off and have them and maybe help them join your side. Yeah. Neither of these tribes really try to do that. Um, no, they go the opposite. They go, oh, I see a someone at the bottom. Let's pick them off. Well, and that's that's because of the way that the correct the correct. tie votes work, which we will also get deep into. Hate it, but uh, yeah, I hate it too. I'm just kind of I I, I hope that they hide when the merge is going to be sooner rather than later but i imagine it probably won't be for a bit i can't yeah i i can't really guarantee because i don't remember can you imagine if scoopin hadn't fallen in the fire uh-huh. how boring these next three or four episodes would have been they, they would have run the table they easily yeah. would have run the no table. because they would they would have you know maybe once it gets down to like one or two oga core members uh-huh. maybe then you start infighting maybe sure. you pick off a kucha person you know, after you've picked off like one or two Ogacore people and you still have the numbers, maybe mm-hmm. you pick off one Kucha person you don't like or that you think is a big threat. Yeah. But you always have more Kucha members and it would have been, and I'm actually kind of worried that the next couple episodes are going to be boring with Ogacore now picking off Kucha over and over again. It's a possibility. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> this episode starts with a recap of the last episode with full Wilhelm scream and all. I Was there a Wilhelm scream? No, it was... Oh. I was like, how did I miss that? It, it, uh, it's Scoopin' Scream, but it's essentially a Wilhelm Scream with Scoopin, how they... <laughs> Scoopin' Scream sounds like a holiday-themed ice cream shop. <laughs> come on down to the Scoopin' Scream! <laughs> come one, come all, get your... I don't know. What's... Hand-flavored ice cream! Oh, God! <laughs> oh, no! All right. Episode starts. Cooch is bitter. Talking about loyalty. Yeah. Guessing who's the odd man out, Keith or Amber? They picked wrong. They picked wrong. Well, I guess they Keith Keith would have been a good a good bet, but Amber isn't. Correct. And Colby, as we find out later, isn't. Yeah. They Ogacor props to them this episode for hiding the division between Keith and Jerry so well. But yes, absolutely. I am flabbergasted that, I mean, Jerry could have easily just made a move and be like, fuck these guys. I'm going to go work with this other tribe. Could have, but I think that, and I I think that Kucha should have tried, but I, we're still in that point. And especially I think with this accident where it really bonded Kucha together. Sure. They know it's a 5v5. Yeah. They know if they, whichever side loses this 5v5 is going to be in a really bad position. Mm-hmm. So even Jerry, I think, is like, all right, we got to hold it together for one vote. Sure. Uh, Varner knows he has a vote. And he knows that everyone knows. The other tribe knows he has a vote. He uh, implies in his, or says in his uh, post-game speech that someone... A loudmouth that's no longer with them, implying Kimmy, mm-hmm. state like let the other tribe know that he had a vote on him, which came from Deb in season one, where she tries to get him out because he's sick. Episode one. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't in season one. Uh, but yes, I forgot. <laughs> True. I forgot that that had happened because I was thinking that he somehow knew that he got a vote from the last tribal council, which was Kimmy's vote. Which was not red. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, did so Kimmy t- also vote for Jeff? Correct. But so if, he doesn't even know that he had two. He votes. doesn't know that. So if he had had none, would they have? Would how would they have? He, w- he wouldn't have known. 
And there's no, like they're asking these people how many votes they have. In tribal council, Varner says at least one. Okay. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe they maybe just, he did know. Maybe he did know, and like a production had told him going in, like, "Hey, this is how many votes you have." Yeah. <laughs> what a mess! What an easily avoidable mess! It's such a mess! And all you had to do was stack the votes, Jeff. Yep. That's all you gotta do, or have a better tiebreak system. Truth. Well, yes. Please fix that. Yeah. I their injury, Mike's uh, or Scoopin's injury, really did like bond them together. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe you could pick off Jerry, but there is no way Ogre They should have tried harder, but could have picked off anyone in Kucha. Correct. They're all fighting for Mike <laughs> out there. On the Ogre camp, everything was canceled, so there's a whole lot of nothing. Shocking. They're they're so I don't know. It it's not bored, but they're they're so just like dazed and confused with how long this day is with nothing in it. So I am I liked this episode. I enjoyed this episode. Okay. But on a whole, I am not enjoying this season as much as season one. Okay. And I think the environment has a lot to do with it. Which is funny because right away I was like, this is a great environment for this. I think I was wrong. (laughs) Which I hate being wrong. That's actually why I love being wrong. That's how you grow. But being in Borneo, Mm -hmm. they had they had the ability to go off and explore. Sure. They would, you know, Rich would go fishing or they'd go to the mud volcano and it would break them up in these little into these little groups that would have times to talk or like ha- they wouldn't strategize, but that, you know, they'd have like their own little journeys and vignettes and we'd watch those and them grow. But th- this, this landscape is just so hostile it, and yeah. they're so tired. All they do, there's no footage. They just lay around camp and wait. Cause like you don't want to go off and explore the outback. Yeah. I mean, it kind of did get that way at, toward the end of season one, though. That's true. I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to put rose-colored glasses on it. There was a lot of times where they were just sitting around, being like, "We're bored." We're bored. But it came a lot earlier this season. <laughs> yeah, it did. Just you wait. Oh no! It's uh, we're we're. It's only going to get worse before it gets better, Jerry. Oh God. Okay. Hopefully, it's hopefully in the future it'll be so bad it's good. So it's like like. Entertaining and just like how nothing it is. Do you know where the next season is? Africa. Okay. Africa. <laughs> they're talking about the accident and they're like, did someone die? Did someone have a stroke? Yeah, they don't tell them for a whole day. They don't tell them at all. They're talking about like, did Roger have a stroke? Yeah, they're contemplating what what happens if Roger had a stroke. Does he just like is the production shutting down? Do and- we Tina is having, like, a panic attack about it because, like, yeah, like, the older people on there, like, I mean, health things, bad health things can happen anyway. Uh-huh. But now all of a sudden Tina's like, oh my god, what if I have a stroke? Yeah. Things could be bad. Yep. You're you're hundreds of miles away from the closest uh, medical facility. All you have is roving packs of medics through the Australian yeah. outback. That's all they do. <laughs> you, do you need assistance? Oh, I have a kangaroo bloke. Crocky. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Tree mail. All right. I, I was about to jump down Survivor's throat. Me too. I was about to be like, Survivor, you sexist assholes. What the hell are you doing? And yeah. they got me. They got me good. They got me too. When I saw it, I was like, oh, we're doing the hunter-gatherer bullshit where the women stay behind to cook the meal and the men go on an adventure. Yeah. They and- get- that's only the case for Ogacore. Yeah. They get the tree mail, 
And the female says, the women are going to stay behind and cook. Yeah, it's his boys' night out. Yeah, it's his boys' night out. The women are going to stay behind and cook for the other tribe. Uh, the men are going to essentially flip tribes and go like visit the other camp. Mm-hmm. My my brain goes, that's not okay, Survivor. This What is this? And then they show from the other side, they say that the... It's uh, girls' night out. It's girls' night out. Yeah. That the, the men will be cooking for the women that are coming over from the other camp. So essentially, both camps are expecting the opposite gender, but they're going to get the same gender. Which is very funny. Which is very funny, but also an outright lie from Survivor. Usually they're better at, at masking the truth and saying, oh... Are you sure? I'm not convinced that they ever put on the tree mail. They just said expect guests. They didn't, okay. I don't think they said who was coming over. They just said they will prepare for the guests. I felt like in my brain... Or maybe they read it out loud. I was also watching this on a train today, so I could have missed very important details. Oopsie doops. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And Ogacore talks, and they're like, be silent about who has votes. Mm -hmm. And this is smart. This is good gameplay. This is good gameplay. And both sides expect this, because we see Kucha talk about it too, where they're Uh like, they know that because of Kimmy, they know that Jeff has a vote on him. Uh-huh. Varner has a vote on him, um, but they want it. They're kind. Of, they're being. They're being quiet about it. Yeah. Then I wrote down. Okay, they're playing with them. Women are going to go from Kucha. They talk about what they're going to bring. They talk about what the Kucha camp is talking about sharing their food. Mm-hmm. They're going to. They're planning on, or they debate cooking a chicken for these people. Like, really? You're going to share a chicken? That seems unnecessary but i like it it's because they're expecting the season one twist that happened where they were going to have to choose sure which camp they were going to sure and so kucha's trying to sell their camp like oh look we made you a chicken and kucha's camp is way nicer it's like a unanimous decision yeah oh and they also talk about the ladies are like can we bring the mountain dew Can, (laughs) can we have the leftover mountain dew the, the warm Mountain Dew. Wouldn't even matter, man. No, not at all. <laughs> no good Mountain Dew would taste after that long of nothing. <laughs> in Yeah, so they, they essentially, all the genders are in their respective camps. I don't like how I said that. I was just going to leave that audio isolated for yeah. future use. Um, no. <laughs> so my takeaways from this camp exchange. First of all, I think I've said it before, but Colby is so charming. Like, he is, like, winning them over. He has a big old smile on his face. I think, you know, Roger says something about, like, uh, you know, that that they were expecting the women. And he's like, ah, dang, Roger, I didn't bring a skirt for you. Got nothing I can help you out with. (laughs) Like, I was like, he is so charming. Yeah. And then I was like, and then Keith's with him. I'm like, Keith has anti-charisma. Keith just, like, sucks the social energy out of any room he walks into. Hey, guys. I'm I'm Keith. I'm I'm the cook. <laughs> Which I I feel like we didn't have anyone on season one that was anti charisma. If that makes sense. Ooh, I don't know. We could. Uh, oh, I took down his photo. BB uh, had charisma. It wasn't. Did he? It wasn't well aimed charisma. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I have to put him back. The fact that Stephen he had so much charisma that I printed a photo of him yeah. to put up in your computer room it's beautiful i love it it's so pretty oh wait that's not true dirk had anti-charisma that's true okay yeah. there was someone i was like there was there someone. has to be someone here okay 
But even still, Derek was more fun to rag on than Keith. Keith's just kind of annoying. I don't know. I I vaguely relate to Keith in the, you're in a group scenario and you don't know how to insert yourself into the conversation. So you kind of just like sit there awkwardly waiting for your moment. I feel that, man. I feel that. <laughs> I'm the extroverted introvert. Hmm. So you're saying you have anti-charisma. Yes. Oh, you've noticed. Thank you. And then on the in the Ogacore camp, I... Man, it's so desperate over there. They've been trying to hide it from us, <laughs> uh-huh. how desperate Ogacore is. Yeah. But they can't hide it anymore. And, like, they're, like, cracking open, like, their last can of tomato paste. And, like, they don't have matches because Keith took the matches. And Keith knows he took the matches! He, he says it! He when they're When they... Later in the episode, he's like, oh, I got my matches. And I'm like, Keith, you didn't even think, like... I was about to be like, oh, wait. Oh, I have the matches. Yeah. I mean, maybe he had that moment. We just don't see it. But, oh, my God. They're a, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a, And they feel like Alicia says it in a, in a confessional where she's like, crack, you know, when you, when you ain't got much, like, cracking open that, can, that last can for your guests, like, we, that meant a lot to us. It was very sweet. And I was like, oh, they're just pitying them at this yeah. point. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was a very depressing camp scenario. They start talking about the accident. They talk about whatever takes you out of the game takes you out of the game from Alicia. Uh, Tina was just glad to know it wasn't life-threatening. Yeah. And then they get on to the classic Jerry and Amber line of, we're talking about food. We're torturing ourselves with food again. They say 19 out of the 20 hours were spent talking about food. I, they were, I think they were exaggerating. I don't know that they were. <laughs> so, yeah, and we don't see the discussion, but it is decided by everyone that they are going to Cooch's camp. Correct. And it's absolutely the smart choice. Not even a discussion. No, it's no discussion whatsoever. And then surprise, you're going to neither camp. So they did the thing again uh-huh. where they were like, Okay, you have 15 minutes and go. Yeah. Why was the Ogacore camp not already packed up? The moment that you knew, you're like, we're not staying here. You should have just had that whole thing packed up. You got a good point. But also, what did they have to pack? That's true. (laughs) They have have like a tarp or something that they put over their Their personal items. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's it. Better hope you grabbed Colby's personal items and Keith's personal items because... Yeah, that's a weird way to do that if you're forcing them with little time to get out. And that the the Kucha men grab the Kucha women's personal items. <laughs> Yikes. They they go to a new untouched camp where they essentially have to start over again, which is something that Survivor does. Yeah. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. I like it better than going to one camp because it last season going to Toggy's camp. Mm-hmm made it feel like i don't know it was just like it put toggy in the dominant position sure they were already anyway and being in a different camp would not have changed that no but it it definitely made the other tribe feel like visitors the whole season sure i guess forcing these already malnourished and physically struggling people to then build another camp yeah sounds awful but they give them a feast they do give them a feast this is the first survivor feast they they get a, a box, which is just waiting for them on shore with the, the new color flag, which is orange. Mm-hmm. And they open it up, and they're, they're like, is it food? Is it food? And it's, it's a flag that they can decorate together. 
And then under that is food. (laughs) Yes. Under that is food. It looked like dates were the first thing. I couldn't tell. Yeah, dates and crackers. um, And then fruit. A nice charcuterie board. Basically. Yeah. And then wine. (laughs) Tina Tina talks about has never had a a drink of wine. Never had wine? Impressive. Never had a sip of wine in her entire life, but she's having wine now. Because she didn't specify never had alcohol. No, just wine. Never had wine. Yeah. Maybe just... (laughs) Didn't grow up in a family that likes wine. Certainly didn't grow up Catholic. <laughs> True. Maybe she's a hardcore beer drinker. Maybe. She's a, a beer snob. Tina's just like cracking back Miller lights on and like crushing them on her head. I said beer snob. Not That's a, true. Not a, a water drinker. It's the champagne of beers. <laughs> that is Michelob Ultra. No, not Michelob Ultra. No, that's Miller Lite. It's... No, hold on. It's... Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. Hey, it's Miller Lite. Hold, hold on. High Life. High Life. Miller High Life. Oh, yeah. okay. Not not Miller Light. Miller High Life. Sorry. That's okay. I I was like, I know it's not Miller Light because Miller Light is piss water. <laughs> Everyone's literally crying over the food. Good for them. And also, Colby... Oh, no. They're, they're enjoying their food. They're enjoying their bonding. And then not even 15 minutes, Farner says, they start splitting off and fracturing and start talking strategy. Because once again, we have one tribe that is strategizing better than the other tribe. Yeah. This time, at least, they're both trying. They are both trying. I I get it. They're they're strategizing, they're, but there's not a whole lot. I don't know why you make it so obvious. Yeah. Take well, your if, time. Did did anyone else notice it? Because, like, we see Varner talk about it. We see the shots. But, like, Varner's also the most observant person on his tribe. That's a good point. I mean, he probably told them. <laughs> but... Let's break down their strategies real quick, because I'm okay. interested in this. Go on. So, Ogakor's strategy is to go after Kucha. Mm-hmm. Now, we know we we know this episode is based on the fact that they will all stay as blocks of five. Sure. The two blocks of five tribes. They've only had... Kucha's only had two tribal councils. Third person went home, but there's no votes. Correct. You and I know only one person has been voted for, and that's Varner. That yeah. is still on their tribe. Correct. And he's had two votes. Yep. So, what should their strategy have been? What should they have changed? Do you think that... So, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in Kucha this episode, and I think that Ogakor played them like a fiddle, but I'm interested oh, to Oh, absolutely. Think. I, I think that... I mean, Ogakor did exactly what they needed to do. Uh, Kucha did not. Kucha was... I don't know. Were they trying to find the person, the low person on the totem? I think they were trying to, because if... If that was the case, they were going after the one that they thought was low man on the totem. Which they think is Colby. Yes. And, and Colby plays it up. He does. But here's my question. Uh-huh. You know that physical strength is very important to the game. If Correct. you're playing this season. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you think anyone has thrown a vote for, vote for Colby, who is very obviously the strongest member of your tribe? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I thought they were in a smokescreen that it was Tina. Uh-huh. But then I was like, Tina's had a vote, hasn't she? I don't I don't know. She's either had zero or one. Um, so she would still beat Varner. I was like, they should smokescreen that it's that it's Tina. that they Because she's she's the oldest person. She's weaker. Mm-hmm. Like, I could very obviously see that. Or, you know, if I was in Kucha's place, I could see that being the case. But nope, they bite for Colby hook, line, and sinker. They absolutely do. And I, I just think it's not... They didn't think this out. They didn't... They talk about it the whole episode. They do. And then don't put any 
I, I don't know. It's it's insane to me how much time they spend on the, like if they hadn't thought about it at all, mm-hmm. that'd be one thing. But we see so many conversations of Cooch are trying to figure out who it is, only for them to make all of the wrong decisions. Yeah, even if you're just like, hey, let's do some simple math. There are two ladies about the same age. There are two guys, and there's Tina. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, g- pick after, pick someone. Go after them. And, like, really dig in, try to get some dirt. It didn't seem like they were trying to find any dirt. No. And Colby, to his credit, is very smart during this challenge that we'll get to in a couple minutes. Yes. He he goes off early to make himself a target. Mm-hmm. But here's, the, here's my question. Why would that make you a target? Because if you don't have a lot of votes, mm-hmm. you're probably safe. So, like, if I'm Kucha and I'm sitting on the beach for 10 hours with time to think about this no time to talk about it because they go right to tribal correct how are you not looking at the two ogakor people that are still standing up there and go yeah it's probably one of them if not both of them i know right because they're fighting so hard for this yes the people who are in danger are the ones that are going to stay up on that post this entire time unless you're varner for some reason yeah truth we'll get to that in a second yeah uh before we go to the immunity challenge Colby says a pretty racist line that I'm not going to repeat. Again, product of the time, but do better. Yeah, I mean, product of the time, I don't like that as an excuse for people because, uh, like, (laughs) I always think about, this is obviously a much bigger deal, Mm -hmm. but, like, you know, when when grandma's racist, it's like, oh, she's a product of her time. Well, okay, she was an adult during the 50s or the 60s. There was people actually fighting for those people as well. Like, which side of segregation was grandma on? Yeah. That those, like, there were her peers around her that ha- that didn't have those terrible views. So, yeah, it's it's something that probably wouldn't, you know, that I don't think someone would say today, hopefully, or that hopefully. less people would say today. That's the better answer, Jared. That, is, that wouldn't be mainstream to throw out there today. Yeah. Um, and sure, the Overton window has shifted on whether that's a, a phrase that you can that you should be using in common parlance, but you like to this was only twenty years ago. Yeah. It's not like it was seven hundred years ago, you yeah. know. It, it, he, I, it's still gross. And the only the only caveat I'm gonna throw into there is that I would absolutely talk to my grandma and be like, Grandma, you can't say that. Like, let's let's think of a better way to phrase that. I can't unfortunately call out Colby from 2001. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go back in time 20 years. And also, like, if your grandma's, like, 90, you can't change your mind anyway. But that's a whole other story. I don't know. My grandma's pretty pretty good at listening. Good I don't, for her. I don't think she always agrees with me, but she definitely listens and uh, puts the things into thought. Okay, boomer. <laughs> so we jump into the immunity challenge. Once again... It's an endurance challenge. Kind of. Kind of. It's a poorly designed endurance challenge. The The challenge is to hop up on a post in the water and uh, stay up there as long as possible. But the post is really wide. Yep. It's, it's like a full-on tree log that they're just standing on. There's no challenge no. to standing on that post. No. There is, there's the mental aspect. And I, sure, your legs get tired. Sure. But no more than just 
standing in place anywhere else. But there's a reason that this challenge goes for 10 hours. No survivor challenge should go for 10 hours. Nope. It does not make sense. You're hurting your production by doing this. And they did. Yeah, they absolutely did. I don't think they expected it to go 10 hours. <sighs> but there's no real there's no real impetus for anyone to get off of the posts. No. The temptation that Jeff brings is are kind of lame. Um, the temptations through the episode. Really, the only thing that gets them off of the posts is how cold it gets. Yeah. Well, and that's something to honestly weigh because if you're up there half naked, like mm-hmm. you're in, you're in, you know, you're in summer clothes, and now it's you know sixty degrees or whatever, mm-hmm. fifty degrees, whatever, however cold it gets in the outback at night. Sun goes down, suddenly you lose all source of heat, and, and you have to. You're only halfway through this game. Yeah. If you get sick, you are screwed. Absolutely. Uh, I disagree, though. The 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 food bribes got most of these people off of this. Post. That was the other thing I was going to say is I was surprised how quickly people fell through the food bribes. <laughs> we just had a feast a day ago. Yeah. So before we get into that, I did want to talk about how the challenge started. Jeff calls for the challenge to start while everyone is in the water not yet on their post, <laughs> which is weird. And I feel like the only time that they start like that, because it doesn't make sense. Right. They're not in position. You're starting them in the losing position. Yeah. For that's them weird. to get into. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Cause like setup, how a modern challenge would work. It would cut to them already. It'd show them swimming out. It would cut to them already standing on top of the logs. Yeah. And it'd be Jeff saying survivors ready go yeah because even if it's an endurance challenge they need to get every single person set and then call the challenge go for a fair start and an equal start right i mean if this had actually been challenging imagine somebody had fallen before somebody was even up yep (laughs) yeah so about four hours in they get a peanut butter bribe what did they give them with the peanut butter apples apples okay peanut butter and apples and (laughs) They're just like waiting, waiting for him to be like, okay, do, do I need to jump? How do I get this peanut butter? Like, let me do it. Nick with Nick and Varner were already down. Yeah. Speaking of which, Varner. Okay. So we open the episode with Varner mm-hmm. saying that he knows he's going, that they know he has a vote. He knows that they know. And yet, he is the, the second member from Kucha down. Correct. Yeah, yes. Nick was the first one. He said he was sick and knew he wasn't going to win. And Colby jumped in pretty immediately playing the shield. Again, I think that was, that was, it, they, it worked, but it, it was kind worked. of, a, it was kind of, it was a great idea. I don't understand the thought process by him or the people that fell for it, hey, but it works, it, man. If it's dumb and it works, it's not dumb. Correct. But Varner, you know you're their target. How are you not going to give it everything you've got? Yeah. Uh- this, I actually wrote down before this challenge started that this is a great time for a who wants it more challenge. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really seem like this was a who wants it more challenge. It just kind of seems like it was who eventually just goes, all right. Yeah. Like, I guess that is kind of a who wants it more, but it's not like a, oh, they're pushing their limits. It's just like, who is going to get too cold yeah. first? When is enough enough? <laughs> yeah. After 10 hours, can we just, like, settle it in, in court? What happens if they would have gone another 10? I mean, then they would have to do a morning tribal council. That would have been weird. It would have been really weird. 
I kind of would have liked it though. That would have been kind of cool. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just kind, I'm kind of mad at Varner. Um, I've, I've talked early in the season how I think Varner is a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. This is such a weird decision from him. D- yeah, I honestly, if you know you're a target, you know you have that it was leaked that you have a vote. You gotta stay up there, man. And Kucha, so this is where Kucha really fumbles the bag. They have a single person on their tribe that has received any votes. Mm-hmm. They've talked about how that is the strategy going in. They need to target someone on the other tribe that has votes. If they work together, and you know, even sure, maybe Varner isn't feeling well. Maybe he needs to get down for some reason. Then he needs to tell Alicia, Alicia, you need to stay up there. Mm-hmm. Like, and you need to give me that necklace. Sure. Because there is, because if they, if anyone from Kusha wins and they give Varner that necklace, they now win this tribal council. They do it. They they got it done. One hundred percent guaranteed. Yeah. Well, you could have been in a a split fifty fifty with no votes, and we have no idea how that would have gone. Yeah. Jeff also brings out a chocolate plate, chocolate and ice cream. Which Jerry just like jumps in the water. Yeah, he didn't even finish the words chocolate and ice cream and uh, Jerry and Amber were both in the water already. It was beautiful. And then I... After all that, after like eight or nine hours, Elizabeth just settles for a, a boat ride into shore. No, I think what that was, was I mean, she is, she's tiny. Yeah. And she is like actively shivering. Yeah. We don't know how long she's been shivering for. I think that was her way of saying, hey, I want to be done, but it is too cold for me to be in this water. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes sense. Could you not maybe try to get a bribe? That's fair. Could have started a little higher. Yeah. <laughs> not the greatest negotiator. Elizabeth. Just uh, get me a boat. I'll come down. Although I, I wrote down earlier in this episode, I really like Elizabeth. She's really grown on me the last couple episodes. Tell she's, me more. She is just, she's very quick. Like, she has a very quick wit. Mm-hmm. She is very, like, we see in the next time on uh, for this episode, she is, she's cutthroat. She yeah. is not afraid to, she is, she's like Colleen if Colleen had decided to play the game early <laughs> and was maybe a little more cunning. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, they get down to the bottom three. It's Alicia, it's uh, Keith and Tina. Keith and Tina. Alicia gets too cold and has to bail. Which I have to say, good for Tina. Yeah? Like, she is the oldest member that isn't Roger, I think. It's either her or Keith. I think Keith is older. Yeah, it's Roger, then Keith, then Tina right now. Okay. I mean, and two of the old members were the two last ones up there. They were just, they held in there, and Tina looked miserable, but I think they both would have gone eight more hours if yeah. they had to. I think, it, and at the very end, Alicia gives in because Alicia's too cold and yeah. again, makes sense. But then Keith looks over to Tina and says, I need this. Yeah, he's right. He's absolutely right. It's so smart. And Tina reluctantly gives it up. I think if Keith didn't win this challenge, they would have targeted Keith. I think they should have. Yeah. And it makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, he wins the immunity challenge. Wins, I wouldn't talk about it, but the immunity necklace is kind of kind of a dud. It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't look like anything. It looks like a Flintstones necklace. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's got like fake razor tooth tiger teeth. (laughs) So we go right from this challenge to tribal, which Mm -hmm. could be part of the reason why their strategy is so confusing, because we've established in a couple a couple episodes before they can't talk on the way to tribal council now. 
Right. Ever since the Mitchell vote, right? Yeah, well, it, theoretically, yes. It, I I can't confirm nor deny. Okay, but even still, they're probably not going to openly talk about it. Yeah. Um, and if their target was Keith going into the immunity challenge, they should have had a backup target. Yeah. But I don't think they did. I don't think they did. And either. I think they might have just... Well, no, they did because they, well, they all voted in unison. They all got on Colby. That's true. What a bad backup target. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Right. When plan A fails, plan B, I guess we got to go with this one because we have no other plan. Uh, before we get into the vote, I did want to mention that they named the merged tribe Baramundi, which is a... I was... I was a little confused, but it is an Australian Aboriginal word. Oh. Uh, It is also the name of a fish. So I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. It's Asian sea bass, but also the the word from Australian Aborigines, large-scaled river fish. Did they give them a dictionary? Like, how did they... I don't know. Somebody must have known that. Good for them. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. The vote. Do you have anything tribal council related? No. And the tri- it's so silly how... So, first of all, I knew that Colby wasn't going home because they show his votes. Like, they show that votes are going at Colby, and so you're like, okay, whoever they vote for on... Whoever whoever Ogakor votes for is either going to go home or tie. I don't know why they didn't show votes for Varner. Yeah. They should have showed votes for Varner, and Colby should have been the surprise, because we knew that they were going to vote, vote for Varner. Say la vie, I guess. Yeah, it didn't make any sense how they showed some and not the other, but you already covered it, so I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, this episode's kind of a, a also fumble of the bag by the <laughs> editors. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that I mean, the tribal's pretty straightforward. They vote 5-5. They give their speeches. They don't even really give speeches. No, it's Barner funny. literally says, I'm not going to change your minds. And Colby's like, yeah, it's every man for himself, and I'm probably not going to change your minds. And then they do 5-5 five, five again, and then Varner goes home. Yep. Varner, with his one vote, but it's actually two votes, uh, gets has to go home. Honestly, I, I can't vouch for how this season goes from here on out. I, we, we'll kind of see how they hint at the episode is it's going to be they're, they're looking for that in. It seems like the, G, the Jerry and Keith peace treaty <laughs> expires at the end of this episode. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. We, at the beginning of the season, you had mentioned that uh, <laughs> Varner was your pick for the win. Yep. We are now at the merge, which is the time where I would tell you, all right, I'm going to have you make a new pick. A could Very convenient. Very convenient that your first pick just got voted out. So, Jared, who wins Survivor Australian Outback? It's funny because this is harder than it was Correct. the first time. And it should be easier, theoretically. Mm-hmm. It's not. Man, that's tough. <laughs> I feel like it's someone from Ogacore. I, I, if I was on Kucha, I would be pretty disappointed in the way the season has been shown. Mm-hmm. Because we see Ogacore for so long because they were in the non-dominant position and they were in a bunch of tribals. And so we had to learn about them. Yep. And then they merge, and now Ogokor is immediately in the dominant position, but it's one tribe, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So now they have, like, Ogokor of the two tribes has had all this protagonist energy <laughs> the entire season. It was supposed to be a bloodbath, 
and then it suddenly wasn't. And people love an underdog story, yeah. so they focus on Ogacore. Yep. Um, I would love to say Jerry wins, but I just don't think that's true. Okay. I, even if Jerry somehow made it to the final two, I do not think she gets the votes <laughs> to win. Um, so I, I think it's Colby. Okay. Yeah. What, what makes you say that? Um, well, first of all, he's my protagonist of the episode. Okay. Um, the play, you know, the play for his, uh, as much as there was one this episode, it's merge episode. So it's in, and it's merge episode with very tribal tribes. So yeah. it's more about the two tribes butting heads to each other. But Colby takes the leadership position of his tribe. He's the one that kind of like, you know, smooths over, smooths or wins them over at the Kucha camp. Uh, he seems to be the one that's strategizing everyone when Varner's watching them. He's the one who jumps off early to try to make himself a shield. We kind of see this whole episode through Colby's eyes. Okay. But he's playing a really smart game. And he's playing, he is the most, he's the most ambitious person left in this season, or probably that was on this season at all. Uh, I think Varner would be a really close second. I'm kind of sad. It's funny. This is now a Varner v. Colby, like, going after each other in like where they were actually like on the same tribe where tribe lines were mixed would have been really entertaining mm. a la rich and greg last season where i was like oh this is a fun combat that only lasts one episode that was also the merge episode mm-hmm. by the way but yeah no cole i think colby's getting I, i've heard it called the winner's edit before there you know a lot of the moves were i mean hell even even the thing that amber did they're like last episode colby did this <laughs> so yeah and he's also, he's incredibly likable. If he makes it to the final two, I don't see how he doesn't win the votes. Okay. I like that What's take. your pick? Well, I can't tell you who my <laughs> pick is because I know who wins. Oh, yeah. So you said you're protagonist of the episode. How do you think Varner does in a future season of Survivor? I think he could do great. Okay. I think he got, uh, he really got screwed over by incredibly bad tie break mechanics. Okay. The, can we please get to the rocks? This <laughs> method sucks. It does suck, and I I don't blame you for hating everything that's that has happened. I mm, this isn't the last time we will see Varner. No, Varner comes back for second chances. Oh, and Varner is is would be a potential winner to me in a future season. Okay, I, I said he'd do well, but like just but like he's like a top four to me. Mm-hmm. Varner will come back and. We will see him, so I'm not going to give you much information. Second uh, chances, is that 30-something? 30 31. All the way till 31? All the way till 31. Man, he deserved to come back for All-Stars. <laughs> he he does. Unfortunately, you get kicked out at the merge. It's really hard to bring someone back for All-Stars. That's surprising to me, because the camera, he's on so much of the early season. Mm-hmm. He's constantly getting confessionals. He's the only person we see from Kucha for several episodes. Yeah, but if you think about who we put in All-Stars from season one, most of them were, like, top five, top... Yeah, most of them weren't playing the game. <laughs> yes, you're correct. That hopefully changes yeah, soon. No, that, that would be nice. I mean, it, did, it changed this season. Yes. And for anyone who's like, hey... You talked about this horrible thing that someone did and not this other horrible thing that someone did. They're very different, and I'm going to leave it at that. I, is it something that happens in the season? I'm not going to say well, it anymore. Well, if it's not something that happens in the season, I wouldn't mind hearing about it. But if it's something that happens in a season... It I, happens in a season. Okay, then I don't... Yeah, I don't want a spoiler for the season, but if it was like... Scoopin's thing wasn't a spoiler for the season. That no. happened in his personal life outside the game. Correct. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. No. So we will talk about that when we get there. Anything else? I don't think so. I 
I'm hoping now let's see I knew the next one's Africa because I remember that when I was from like when I was a kid like I remember being in kindergarten when Africa came out Africa <laughs> um, when the continent of Africa dropped wow um, I know right when you wake <laughs> up a new continent just dropped the original <laughs> yeah that's true the prequel <laughs> so I guess Pangea would be the prequel correct I remember this not I remember Africa not being the greatest season in the world so like just I remember like people being kind of bummed by it generally or like, my parents being bummed by it so I'm I'm excited for when we get to the ones I remember as a kid being hailed like you know I think like seasons like five and six or something I know China's a really good one I'm excited for those this season took season Season one was way too much slice of life mm -hmm. and no one playing the game. This one has now shifted way too far in the direction of too too much playing the game and not enough slice of life. But that's because of the environment and everything I talked about at the beginning of the episode. Sure. <sighs> yeah. I am Africa. Bumper. that'll do it for this episode of the survivor turning back time podcast i'm i don't know we're we're halfway through we're at the uh we're at the merge yes and everything i've said this episode about me not enjoying the season as much as season one does not mean i'm not enjoying the season and doing this makes it a great time um if i was just watching this on my own i'd probably try to binge through this season as quickly as possible because i'd get a few episodes in and be like i just want to get to the better ones i've done that i've i've just pushed through a season just because like yeah I I don't really care for this. I want to get to something better. That's okay too. It's yeah. okay. It's okay to not consume media that does not please you. Oh no no! I'm an obsessive. I have to. I, if I'm going to see something, it's going to be in its entirety. I am not the same. We are not the same. <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> but we knew this already. Uh, Jared, anything you would like to promote? Yeah, uh, I've done it before. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. Please please vote. <laughs> Please register to vote wherever it. you are. It it you if you think it doesn't matter, it, it really does. You're not going to change anything on your own, but like millions of people think that. So, sure, maybe not every candidate on your ballot's the most perfect candidate in the world, but you probably prefer one over the other. Even if you think you don't, if you really like look at them, you probably prefer one over the other. It doesn't take that much time. You get a free sticker. Ooh, a sticker. A but sticker. Jared, what about third parties? Depends on where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on where you're at. I would like to promote admitting that you were wrong. Ah. It's okay. You can do that. And this sounds like it's connected to yours. It's not. Uh, you're also looking dead at me when you say that. And I'm like, what did I do? It's not you. <laughs> it's, it's an interaction that I had over the weekend where you have the eyes of someone from way across uh, a football field versus the eyes of someone who was staring right at it with two people as backups also looking at the same thing you could admit hey maybe i couldn't see that that wasn't the best angle or you could say that's the worst call i've ever heard how dare you you have ruined this game for these children so refing went well this weekend <laughs> i take it it was fine other than that one moment <laughs> Long story short, uh, a team was winning 6-0 with two minutes left in the game, and instead of like going down, Kid gets stood up, has the ball stripped from him. While he's 
on both feet, very much upright, and then they run it the other direction and win eight to six. Did he call it forward momentum? No, if if he would have complained about that, I would have been like, you know what? That's a valid argument. We didn't blow it, so therefore we can't give you that. Mm. It's a judgment call, so it's absolutely at our discretion. He wasn't. He was still moving, or at least wasn't stopped enough that I could have blown the whistle. He <laughs> yelled at me that he was down when he was very much not down, like very much stood straight up in the air. That's the end of that story. All right. Fun times. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us. As always, send us emails, tweet at us, harass us. Maybe we can Instagram at some point. Maybe. I don't know what we would show on an Instagram. Memes. 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 You can make memes. You can make memes. I can make memes. There you go. <laughs> for my co-host, Jared, this is Steven. My host, Steven. This is Jared. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. People's earphones shatter. Good.